you have every right to be suspicious about an election that was suspicious as hell. You are not alone. You're not crazy. There are people who want you to feel crazy. A trillion dollar corporate media industry is telling you that you are nuts for asking questions, demanding that you move on, accept your new leader, and look away from that fraud meme, you racist Nazi. They even created a fake office for Joe Biden, the office of the president-elect. Sounds nice, but it's fake. It's not real. For the record, there's no such thing as the office of the president-elect. How insecure. These people are about as confident as Brian Stelter on a Peloton. This is not the behavior of winners. This is the behavior of feeble, thin-skinned tyrants who can't wait to have control over your life again. The media no longer dictate reality, and it's driving them nuts, driving them insane. Here's a good rule to live by. When all of the corrupt people agree on the exact same thing, and they tell you to shut up and obey, it is your right to say no. Welcome back to another episode of the Jacob Johnston Show. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not. I'm just not going to lie to you at all. I am starting to get a little worried here. I am, you know, because we've been promised that there's going to be a releasing of the Kraken. We have been told about all of the election fraud that has gone on. In fact, we've seen all of the election fraud. And yet today, as I'm recording this, and by now, as you're listening to this, you know that the GSA... The General Services Administration has been authorized to release transition resources to the Biden team. Now, it's really sad, and it's actually very outrageous that this has happened. So if you're not familiar with this, this is the left trying to go off and build up uh, the sense of legitimacy to Biden's declared victory in the election. And they've been trying to create this facade. You know, this office of the president-elect, which doesn't exist. The media coverage, them always trying to make sure that they call him president-elect, even though this is a contested election. And so the General Services Administration was not going to release the transition, you know, uh, resources and allow uh, classified briefings or anything, you know, until a declared winner. And yet we are still in a contested election. Trump is still pursuing all avenues through the court in order to get all of the legal ballots and unconstitutional changes to the election laws tossed out. He has good, solid cases here, and yet he keeps getting uh, caught up with these left-wing activist judges that are putting their politics above the law. And what the Democrats have been doing here, and this is why it's so completely outrageous, they're so desperate to go off and declare that Biden is the victor, you know, never mind all those election irregularities, you know, evidence of fraud or anything like that. No, no, no. We're not allowed to question Biden's, you know, claim to victory. And so what they've been doing here is they're trying to put pressure on absolutely everybody, just like when they went through and they put pressure on the uh, board of uh, canvassers in Michigan. 
you know, when they said that they weren't going to certify because of all of the irregularities, such as having more votes than voters, and then they were being doxxed, harassed, even having their kids threatened, and then they caved. Well, the Democrats have been basically doing the same thing to the head of the General Services Administration, where they've been putting pressure on them, calling them out by name, you know, asking, you know, basically setting them up to be completely harassed and having their activists, their paramilitary activists go off and issue generalized threats, you know, oh, you better do this or else, you know, and then the Democrats in the House were threatening to drag this person before Congress. And, you know, and if they don't start releasing, we're going to have them removed from their position. So basically, they're going off and bullying people, threatening them, and basically calling them out for doxing if they do not bow to the narrative that Biden won. And so Trump goes off and he sees all of this, and just like he saw with the canvassers in Michigan, and out of fear for the safety of the head of the GSA, he goes ahead and he authorizes the release. And this is the problem we keep having. This is a problem that we keep having as conservatives, is that the left, they keep getting rewarded for bad behavior, and then we wonder why they continue to engage in more despicable behavior. Because they have learned that if they issue enough threats, doxing, and harassment, that people will cave to them in order to get them to go away. And now we're seeing that with the election. We see election fraud all over the place. We want to investigate that. This is a contested election. And yet now they're being able to go out there and claim uh, that Joe Biden's declared victory has legitimacy to it. Because now the GSA, the GSA has released the transition resources and are letting them uh, be able to interact and get classified briefings. Now, they're not going to go off and admit that they did that through pure harassment and threats to the GSA, threatening their job, having calling them out by name for people to dox them, threatening to have them dragged before Congress. I mean, this is completely outrageous. You know, every last member of Congress that was a part of this, every last Democrat should be dragged before the ethics board for their conduct. But are they going to? No, of course not, because they're the ones in charge of the ethics board. They continue to engage in low-level, despicable behavior, and they keep getting rewarded for it. And I'm starting to get afraid that they're going to get away with this election theft. I mean, why not? They got away with uh, the IRS targeting. You know what happened there? Nothing. You know, their idea of a punishment is maybe someone resigns from their job, write a book, and then sell thousands of copies and makes about a million bucks. Wow, what a punishment. Take a look at what happened with Spygate. Did anything happen to anybody there? I mean, why not? Trump was in charge of the Justice Department. Why hasn't anyone paid any consequences? So James Comey was released. Big deal. He wrote a book and it sold a lot uh, to the left and made him a lot of money. What punishment. And now we see them engaging in election theft. They're probably going to end up getting away with it because Republicans never stand up for anything. They always turn their back on everybody whenever the media starts their march. They still haven't learned to grow much of a backbone. And then now we see with the GSA, now they can start you know, forcing through a fraudulent election just by harassing enough people to get them to look the other way out of fear for their own safety. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you here. I, you know, and part of their strategy here is if they can bully enough people into pushing through this fraudulent election of Joe Biden, that they can then intimidate the courts. 
that by the time Trump gets to actual judges who will put the law above politics, that they can then you know, cause enough fear that they'll end up ignoring the laws, allow the fraudulent votes to go through, because according to you know the public, the public perception is Joe Biden won. What would happen? The complete and total chaos if people found out that Joe Biden's declared victory was a fraud, was a complete hoax. Oh man, the riots, you know, oh my God, if we actually did that, Antifa, they're, they're going to rise up and burn everything down. Black Lives Matter is going to go off and they're going to join in rioting, looting, and burning things down, and they might even kill a few more people. Oh my God, we, we can't risk at all upholding the law or going through the process. The Democrats have become completely and totally tyrannical because they keep getting rewarded for their tyrannical behavior. Meanwhile, have you looked at what's going on with Joe Biden as he goes off and declares himself to actually be the winner? You know, as fraudulent as that claim is, have you seen what he's been doing? He is filling up the swamp. He's going through and he's taking everybody that was involved in the complete abuse of power. You know, everybody who was involved in trying to push the Russia collusion hoax, people who were involved in getting the FBI to target Obama's uh, political opponents. You know, he's filling the swamp back up with the very people that abused the powers of government to target their political opponents. And they're going to get away with it, apparently, because everyone keeps caving to their terrorist tactics, too afraid to stand up because they're afraid of what they're going to do when, you know, having Antifa show up at their door and what they're going to do to them and their families if they dare stand up. I mean, we are falling to a communist dictatorship here. You know, if we do not, you know, actually start pushing back and putting these people in their place, America is going to fall. There's no doubt about that. And even worse, they're already coming out and telling you how they're going to come at you, how they're trying to put together lists of people that supported Trump and blacklist them, try to ruin and completely destroy their lives, make it so that they can't get any type of jobs, make it so that they can't be in society, you know, that they must be totally and completely punished. They're talking about re-education camps for Trump supporters. Oh, we must put these people in re-education camps. You know, and even worse, Biden's out there now promoting the idea of assaulting your Second Amendment rights. Have you heard about this? Where they're floating the idea that, okay, okay, you got your AR-15s and your high-capacity magazines for your handguns? Well, you know, while you, you know, technically have the right to bear arms, can you afford to exercise that right? And so what they're trying to do now is try and make uh, guns and high-capacity magazines fall under taxation where now you're going to have to, in order to keep the guns that you already have, you already bought the guns, you already paid taxes on it. Well, now they're going to try and reclassify the type of guns, you know, just like they do with automatic guns, you know, that makes it very hard for you to get. Well, now they're going to go off and reclassify these guns and say, hey, your options are you either just give it back to us free of charge, you know, just surrender them for nothing, or you have to pay for a special tax stamp in order to keep your guns. That's right. You're going to have to pay them $200 per gun, per what they call assault rifle, right? $200 in taxes for you to be able to keep the guns you already have. And then they also want to go off and say, hey, you know those high-capacity magazines? If it holds more than 10 bullets, well, we're going to put another tax on that. Even though you already have them, we're going to go ahead and say, if you want to keep them, 
then you got to pay a tax. And guess what? Chances are they're not even talking about a one-time tax. They're going to be talking about it like a car registration where every year you're going to have to pay a tax just for the right to keep the guns that you already have, which is your right under the Second Amendment. They figure they can't repeal the Second Amendment because they don't have anywhere near the political authority because they don't have you know, anywhere close to the number of state legislatures or governors for them to be able to do that. So they're going to go off and say, hey, if we cannot repeal the Second Amendment and eliminate gun rights, we're just going to tax it so heavily, nobody can afford to exercise their gun rights. Nobody's going to be able to afford to get a new gun. Nobody's going to be able to afford to keep the guns they have. You know, and they're just going to keep raising the taxes, raising the taxes. And also, also, and this is the most despicable part of it, because they're setting up for their future intentions to try and obliterate the Second Amendment, not only do you have to pay a tax, but you have to register what type of guns that you have. They're making all types of lists. Who has guns? What type of guns they have? What type of uh, magazine capacity those guns have? Who supported Trump? All of it. They're making all types of lists. They're not even hiding what they're doing. They're not even hiding the fact that they're filling up the swamp with a bunch of people that abuse power and that they're wanting to put everybody on list so that they know what everybody has, where everything's at, so that when they can go in and after they collect a little bit of money, then all of a sudden, boom, for some reason, the Second Amendment will no longer exist. There's no longer you know, any right to keep and bear arms, and now they're going to go through and take your guns away, and they will know where they're at. You know, and this issue here with the Georgia, you know, runoff, well, now you know what? If we lose the Senate, guess what? They're going to start packing the courts. They're going to start going through packing the Supreme Court. That way they can have a bunch of radicals on the Supreme Court saying, you don't have a Second Amendment right. You know, they're just going to reinterpret the Second Amendment to eliminate your right to keep and bear arms. That's their goal here. And then, after, once they get all of those new judges packed onto the court to say, no, 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 you don't actually have an individual right to keep and bear arms, they're going to take that list that they got of all the people who paid taxes in order to keep the guns they already have, and they're going to start confiscating it all. My God, do you understand where we are going here? Do you understand what they are pushing us to? We got someone who, by all, by all available data, is illegitimate right? Did not actually win an election. It was completely fraudulent. Now going off and wanting to create a whole bunch of lists and pack the courts to strip you of your rights so you have no ability to fight back. If we do not do something and do something quick, and right now I'm not quite sure what that is because if they because if the Senate falls and all of the checks and balances designed to protect democracy fails, I'm not sure what the answer is. I'm not sure if there is any other recourse here other than exercising the intended use of the Second Amendment. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. Now, hopefully, you know, they're not actually going to go through with all of this, but given the left and how radical and extreme they are and how much they have been pushing censorship, how much they have been, you know, engaging in domestic terrorism in order to get their way, how they are doxing, harassing, and threatening people's kids if they don't get their way in this election. My God, we I mean, we are sitting on a powder keg here, people. And what we're trying to figure out is what the hell can we do in order to keep this powder keg that's building up from exploding? I mean, I have no interest, 
no desire for you know a civil war to break out you know but what the hell you know you think people are going to take this you think people are just going to roll over and play dead as we start seeing our guns being taken away while people are being blacklisted and all of our rights thrown out the door i This is insane what they are doing. They have gone completely off the rails. They have decided democracy sucks. They want nothing to do with it because they want top-down control over every aspect of your life because they are the arrogant assholes that believe they know everything. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you take a look at what they plan to do in their foreign policy. They plan to do or undo all of the successes of President Trump. They want to go back and destabilize the Middle East, which is interesting because right now it looks like there's another peace deal on the verge of happening, you know, because they recognize the threat. So, you know, hopefully, you know, and realizing the threat of the Biden administration and wanting to back once again, back up that terrorist regime in Iran and the Palestinian terrorists. You know, the fact that they are planning on going back and throwing in the support. I mean, this is interesting. You know, you go through, you take a look at what Trump did in the Middle East. Peace broke out. What's Biden going to do? He's going to go back to the previous policy that failed for 30 years that only created nothing but war and chaos. Why? Well, because they hate peace. Have you not seen the left? They have absolutely no interest in peace. They hate it. You know, so they want to destabilize the Middle East and throw it back into complete chaos and war. But luckily, I think uh, some of the countries out there in the Middle East are taking a look at this and going, holy crap, we need to go ahead and we need to get all of these treaties right now and have a collective defense force. You know, hopefully they continue with that so that they can block Biden from being able to destabilize the Middle East again. But my God, these people are insane. These people are nuts. They've, They've gone drunk with power and they have just gone off the rails completely insane with, you know, the hundredth degree of Trump derangement syndrome. My God, we are in for some very dark times ahead if justice does not prevail, if democracy is not saved. I do not know what it is that we can do here. If every system designed to protect democracy and our constitutional rights, all of that fails, and this fraud is allowed to continue, and they actually go through and try and do even half the stuff that they are promoting doing. We're in some for some really hard times, and I'm not sure whether the republic is going to be able to stay together. You know, I, 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 I've heard so much over the years that the left is pushing us towards civil war, and I used to just go off and dismiss that as crazy talk, but I, I'm not sure anymore. With the way they're acting, the way they're behaving, and the way this election looks, I, I, I honestly don't know. I, I, I wish I could get in a time machine and look forward into the future and see how exactly this is going to play out. But people are, you know, even going off and expecting that maybe there's just going to be a split, you know, that we're going to split the country down the middle and give liberals half the country so that we can actually, you know, live in the other half of the country. And while the liberals take their half of the country and run it into the ground, we will actually be able to live in peace and prosperity. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Is it time for the union to break up? and send all the crazy liberals to one side of the country. In fact, you know, because it doesn't matter, you know, because no matter what side of the country we choose, whether it's north, south, east, west, however we decide to split it up, conservatives will be wildly successful and liberals will just run into the ground. We'll let them, you know, we'll say, hey, you know, draw the line, you know, split the country in half. You know, we don't care. Take whatever half you want. 
We'll take the other half. You leave us the hell alone. You know, is that what this is going to come down to? You know, they have become so toxic, so self-deluded, you know, so tyrannical that unless they change and are willing to change, I don't see how we're going to avoid the complete and total disaster we're headed towards. And I wish I had better news for you. I wish I did, but I don't know what the answer is because the problem with trying to convince them to change is that they have no incentive. Acting like complete and total tyrants and engaging in domestic terrorism is getting them everything that they want. What motive is it for them to change? I don't know. Meanwhile, we're still over here waiting for the Kraken to be released. Now, I get it. You know, this is only Monday that I'm recording this on. You know, that it was said it was being released this week. So we still have, well, Tuesday, which is when you're going to hear this, all the way up to Friday for the Kraken to be released. And hopefully this was not overstated. I mean, she's been doubling down now and saying it's going to be of biblical proportions. I don't know. Maybe she's been working on this since long before the election, knowing all of this was going to happen. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. You know, hopefully. You know, Sidney Powell, I mean, you're promising the Kraken. You better deliver on that. You've been making some pretty big claims here. And now we're butting up against some pretty big deadlines and things are starting to look pretty dire here. So this whole release the Kraken, hey, I, I don't want to lose faith in you, Sydney. You did a great job defending Michael Flynn. And Lynn Wood did a great job with the Covington kids, right? You have a lot of credibility here. We're giving you a lot of leniency as you're, as you're making all these claims to give you the opportunity to back it up. But time is running out. You don't have forever to do this. So if you have the Kraken, now is the time to release it. Stop with the teasing and the buildup, okay? Release it already. Meanwhile, in addition to all of the other tyrannical activities that the left is already salivating over being able to do or what it is that they're going to do to completely crush we, the American people, strip us of our rights and our ability to fight back against an overly uh, tyrannical government. You know, while they're doing all of that, they're also salivating at the opportunity to punish President Trump that leaving office, that upon leaving office, they're going to start prosecuting him until they throw him in jail. They don't have a crime with which to do it with. They don't have any evidence of a crime. There is absolutely no basis for a prosecution, but they promise they're going to do it. They're, they're already going off and saying that they're going to prosecute him and they're going to throw him in jail for nothing. They don't have any crime to do it, but they're promising they're going to do it. They're going to find a way. They're going to endlessly investigate him until they can find any minor thing that they can think of that they can use to throw him in jail. Because how dare he run for office, win an election, and implement the policies that the people voted for? How dare he decide that as president, putting the needs of the American people came first? How dare he expose them? for the tyrannical and complete fraud that they are. That is something that cannot go unpunished, according to them. And they're going off there and salivating at this opportunity, but then they're going out there and floating, oh my God, he's president. He has pardon powers that are plenary and absolute. He can just pardon everybody. What happens if he goes through and pardons himself and his friends? Here's what that sounds like. Paula, what are you looking for next week when you open your notebook? 
Well, I'm looking to see what the president is going to do with his pardon power over the next two months. I'm looking at this every single day. This is incredibly significant because long before we knew the outcome of the election, someone suggested to me that if the president did not win, uh, given his significant debts and his enormous, really blanket uh, power to pardon people or commute their sentences, that there was a danger there, uh, that there could be a lot of grift uh, happening here. So we're looking very closely if the president uh, is trying to pardon any of his friends, uh, preemptively pardon any of his associates or family members, or if there is any sort of exchange or grift uh, for people looking for a pardon, looking for a commutation. You see how completely and totally insane these people are? I mean, they're going off and trying to say, what if he pardons himself? What if he pardons himself? Pardons himself for what? You guys have been investigating him endlessly for four years and you haven't come up with a single crime. You haven't been able to come up with a single crime that he has committed for you to be able to prosecute. And that doesn't seem to matter. You're still promoting this idea that you're going to prosecute him. Oh, he may be protected as president, but once he gets out of office, oh, we're going to prosecute him, throw him in jail and lock away the key. I mean, you understand how insane these people are? They're now going off and talking about trying to tax you to death to the point where you can't afford to exercise your constitutional rights putting you on lists, all types of lists, in order to destroy your life, talking about re-education camps, and now they're talking about locking up President Trump just because he dared to win an election and be president for the last four years. I mean, heck, no president has been prosecuted after leaving office for anything, even the ones that even actually committed crimes. I mean, here it is. Did anybody prosecute Barack Obama? He was the most corrupt president in the entire history of the United States. He engaged in so many illegal activities, broke so many federal laws. We didn't go off and prosecute him no matter how horrible he was because we respected the office of the presidency. And for some reason, we give past presidents, you know, who have engaged in crimes, you know, we have get, let them off the hook for just about everything, you know. And so we didn't go off and prosecute Barack Obama for any of the numerous crimes he committed. But now Trump not having committed any crimes. They're salivating at the opportunity to throw him in jail, lock him up, throw away the keys, punish him for daring to challenge the establishment, the deep state, the media. How dare you actually benefit the American people? You must be made an example of. Oh my God, these people are completely and totally out of their mind. They're, they've gone off the deep end. They have. They, they've just gone off the deep end. And they're going to tear this country apart. They are going to completely plunge this country into complete and total chaos because they're pushing people not only to the limit, but they're starting to push people past the limit. I mean, right now, there is a very delicate line right now that if they cross, the powder cake is going to erupt. All right. And we're over here begging them, don't blow it up. Don't ignite that fuse. Calm your ass down. You don't have to enact or engage on or, you know, act upon every tyrannical impulse that you have. You don't have to act on every anti-American, hate American idea that you think would be great for yourself. Don't do it. Calm down. Take a deep breath. Do not light that fuse, Democrats. And if you do like that fuse, guess what? I can tell you right now, you're not going to like the results. You're just not. You're going to end up hating the results. 
because it's going to basically remove you all from powers and end up with all of you behind bars. So do not light that fuse because you're not prepared for the consequences of blowing this democracy up, this republic up, of throwing out the Constitution. You're not prepared for what would happen if you light this fuse. So calm down. You know, you know, just, you know, I'm going to set a low bar for you, Joe Biden. You know, if you manage to get away with stealing this election, which means that you've created the greatest, you've gotten away with the greatest crime in the history of the United States. If you manage to do that, I'm going to set a low bar for you. Just be less corrupt than Barack Obama. All right. Be less tyrannical than Barack Obama. It's a very low bar. It's a very low bar. In fact, you should be able to do that without even trying. Right. So it's a very low bar. And I suggest you take that low bar and just be at least slightly less corrupt than Obama. Okay. All right. So basically beyond that, there really hasn't been a whole lot breaking, at least not in the areas or the types of content that I cover, you know, unfortunately, you know, and, and I must give praise to people like Mark Levin who could take even a slow news day and turn it into a three hour radio show. You know, but me, I can't do that. You know, I, I just can't. And so just to let you know, there's not going to be an episode tomorrow unless something major happens. Unless something, unless the Kraken is released, there's not going to be a show tomorrow. Um, one of the things is I just need to get a good night's sleep. I've been up, you know, well past midnight and then getting up, up in the morning at about five or six. I'm only been getting about four or five hours of sleep trying to keep up with everything. And it's really taken its toll and caught up with me. So tomorrow, uh, which will be Wednesday, uh, by the time you listen to this, um, I'm taking the day off. You know, you can follow me on MeWe, you know, the Jacob Johnston show or on parlor at Johnston show, uh, because I will, you know, go ahead and post a few things you know, post, you know, what I'm seeing, what I'm watching, you know, the content that's going around so that you can go ahead and get all of that. I mean, you can basically take a look at that and see it as kind of a curation of the most important content that's going around throughout the various websites, as well as my, you know, own um, views, you know, and opinions on that. Um, I'll probably, you know, uh, go through, write a few uh, articles or, you know, I don't I wouldn't necessarily call them articles, but blog posts on my website and then post it to those social sites. And yes, I'm still on Facebook, uh, have a Facebook page and a Twitter account, you know, for the show. Although I'm not really promoting that because I'm not sure how much longer I'm actually going to stay on those, whether or not they boot me off versus I'm just going to go ahead and leave. I'm sick of them. They can, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, they're not even fit to kiss my butt at this point. You know, they're the Joseph Goebbels of the of America. So, you know, I'm not going to be promoting those sites. I know only place that I want you to be following me is on MeWe and Parler. And as far as it goes, um, you know, for videos, you can find me on Rumble. And, you know, because of the way Rumble works, I can just post a Rumble and it will just automatically feed to YouTube, which is... Something that's confusing me, YouTube, you know, because I did go through and check the stats on YouTube. And for some reason, all of a sudden, my videos, you know, um, how, you know, uh, how many people are viewing this, you know, a uh, number of views are up like a thousand percent all of a sudden. How does that happen? 
How does it all of a sudden, you know, I go to Rumble and I guess they can see that videos are being pushed from Rumble to YouTube and all of a sudden my video views are up a thousand percent? What? And my watch time hours, of course, they're up, you know, a, you know, over a thousand percent. I mean, it only goes up to 999, you know, 999%. You know, all of a sudden that's up. What the hell is going on over at YouTube where all of a sudden videos that, you know, I would post on YouTube you know, I uh, would get, you know, 10, 12 views. Now over on uh, BitChute, yeah, they would get a lot of views, you know, a lot of views on BitChute, you know, but then over on YouTube, it was like my content was completely invisible. Go figure. But then all of a sudden the election's over and all of a sudden uh, that I'm posting having it being fed from Rumble to YouTube, all of a sudden up a thousand percent. Oh my God. How the hell does that happen? I don't know what's going on over there at YouTube and Google if they are taking a look at everything and, you know, if they've gone through and data mined the election results and hedging their bets. I don't know. I don't know. You know, you, you, you tell me, is YouTube hedging its bets because they want to keep their Section 230 protection? Is it because they see the rise of, of an alternative like Rumble and unlike Facebook and Twitter, they don't want to shoot themselves in the foot? and basically censor everyone uh, to death to the point where they lose so much of their users? I, I mean, I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I, I just don't. Or are they only temporarily letting off the censorship in order to try and kill off a uh, competitor going, okay, okay, we stopped censoring. You can stop going to this competitor now. And then if the competitor ends up dying out, then they go back and they re-hit the censorship. I don't know what the answer is. All I know is that all of a sudden, I went from getting no views, you know, or virtually no views on YouTube. And I started uh, the YouTube channel after 2016, after all the censorship really cracked down. But I went from, you know, which is why I never really put in a whole lot of video content until I started going over to BitChute. And then, you know, I figure if I'm already posting a BitChute, why not just post the same thing on YouTube? And, and I mean, it does good on BitChute, but all of a sudden, the, you know, all of a sudden I'm now visible. People can now see my videos and everything is up like a thousand percent. How the hell does that happen? And what's going on there? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Or maybe it's just because everybody is so interested in anything related to the election that if you put in the right keywords for this election, that all of a sudden it, it destroys all of the censorship. Maybe that's a possibility. I just don't know what the hell's going on over there. All right. So anyways, I'm taking tomorrow off. I'm sorry. I know you really enjoy this content, but you know, I, I've just been wearing myself out and not getting anywhere near the sleep I need to because I've been trying to keep up with everything that's going on in the election coverage. All right. Now I know, I know I've promised you that I'm going to be talking about some of the things that I want to do this week in order to, you know, push back. And so in addition to everything uh, that I've already mentioned about how to destroy the left, you know, setting up a whistleblower fund, announcing it in January so that they have no trust within their party throughout the entire election. I've talked about running uh, Republicans and the Democrat primaries, acting as if they're crazy liberals. And then, you know, everyone switch party registration to Democrats to push them through. So then all we have is two conservatives in the election. Okay. But one of the things that we also need to think about and take a look at is replacing the Republican Party. Look, the Republican Party has let us down way too many times. For the, for the last four years, even well beyond the last four years, 
I mean, you could take a look at how much they let us down the entire Obama administration, where they kept caving. They kept making up excuses why they couldn't fight for our principles. They kept, you know, just turning their backs on conservatives and going, well, if you just vote for us more, if you just vote for us more. And then we finally got all three branches of government in 2016. Large numbers, you know, could get a lot done. And what did they do? They, they resented the fact that we picked Donald Trump as president and they resisted. They kept sabotaging us. They kept stabbing us in the back, you know, and then after this election, you know, and, th- and this is the final straw. Most of the Republicans that are there now that survived this election actually picked up some seats, got there riding Donald Trump's coattails, right? And they're already turning tail and stabbing everybody in the back and throwing everybody under the bus to try and get rid of Donald Trump. I mean, they did nothing when they came out, when the Democrats came out with the Russia collusion. They all came out and they supported the idea of letting Mueller conduct his baseless investigation. They have been undermining, resisting, and just resentful of President Trump. And now we get to this election where there's so much fraud all over the place. And they're quick to say, okay, okay, let's just surrender, wave the white flag, move along, move along, throw Trump under the bus. And now they're worried about the Georgia runoffs going, holy crap, we've been undermining and stabbing them in the back, especially over the last four years, throwing them under the bus at every opportunity, doing everything that we can to undermine President Trump. And holy crap, we might lose control of the Senate because they might not come out and support us now. That's their big concern, that we may not come out and support them. Well, you know what? If you lose the Senate and you lose it because Kamala Harris becomes the tie-breaking vote on everything, if you lose the Senate, you have no one to blame but yourself. Because if you're not going to go out there and support us, why should we come out there and support you? This argument of, well, we're not the Democrats, is not a really compelling argument. You know, this whole far left or center left, not really a compelling argument. I am tired of you thinking that we're going to constantly show up and vote for you just because the other person is a Democrat and that you can just keep throwing us under the bus and stabbing us in the back and undermining us at every turn and then expect us to just come out and show up and vote for you just because the alternative is a Democrat. We need more of a reason than that. I'm sorry. We need a hell of a lot more reason than that, which is why I'm starting to think we just need to go ahead and just you know, walk away from the Republican Party and start a, a new political party. You know, not another party that's under the Republican Party branch. You know, like the Libertarians, you vote Libertarian, they get into office and they're under the Republican header. No, no, we need a complete and total replacement of the Republican Party. And that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm working on. I, 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 and I already have the name picked out for it. The MAGA Party, the Make America Great Again Party. And I'm going to be launching that. You know, I'm going to be launching uh, that podcast. You know, it's more than a podcast. I'm trying to build an actual, you know, political party, but I can't do it by myself. I can't do it by myself financially of, uh, at this point, but with your help, we can get the financing going uh, just by tuning into the podcast. Uh, when I get it launched, you can help with the financing, but financing alone isn't going to get me, you know, to where we need to go because I personally cannot run in all 50 states for every available office, right? There's only one of me, right? So I can only run in my own state for only one office in a particular election. So there needs to be not only a replacement of the Republican Party, but 
we need to actually build up the infrastructure, get people in all 50 states and get them running for all of the elected offices. And by putting down the stamp of MAGA on the name of the party, it really goes through and puts out what the agenda is, that we are for the Trump doctrine. Right? And so with that, I'm going to be going through and laying out what the platform of the party would be based off of you know, my interpretations of how Trump has governed as president. So if you're going to support that, you know, I'll put a link and once I got it up and going into this into this podcast so that you will be able to easily find it. You know, I'm already halfway through, you know, getting it all registered up and ready to be distributed to the, you know, to podcast distributions, you know, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher and all of that. And then I'm going to go through and outline bit by bit what the platform is. You know, taxes, immigration policy, you know, foreign policy, you know, all of that, what it is. And no, it's not just going to be a reiteration of the Republican Party or, you know, just going off and going, oh, we just want, you know, um, you know, we're the Republican Party, but we just want small, you know, a slightly smaller government. No, no, no. I'm going to go through and I'm going to build out exactly what it is. There might be some overlap here and there. Okay, granted. You know, because it's not that the Republican ideas are horrible, is that the Republicans don't actually promote and follow through on those ideas. But those ideas do need a little bit of updating as well. All right. So be on the lookout for that. All right. So like I said, I will be taking Wednesday off. And unless something major happens, big breaking news, you can still follow me on MeWe and Parlor. You know, on MeWe, it's uh, Jacob Johnston Show 1. Yes, I know it has the one. And the problem was I was having a hard time figuring out how to create a page. And so it ended up creating three. And then when I went through, um, you know, and two of them were unpublished and I accidentally published the wrong one, you know, and so then when I deleted the unpublished ones, it left me with this URL and I don't know how to get it changed, you know, to get rid of that one. All right. So, you know, just to let you know about that. And then uh, at Parler, it's Parler uh, at Johnston Show if you want to follow me there. All right. And it's the Jacob Johnston show on rumble. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please leave me a rating and a review. Share this with other people. Don't forget to follow me. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. And I will be back again on Thursday.